Jesus said in Matthew 24 here, he said, because sin will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Now, Jesus said this back 2,000 or so years ago, Brother Dean. You look around today, and you see how far the church is drifted away from God. And I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking about people, how they once were, a short while ago, matter of fact, before this pandemic hit, I've heard that word pandemic and virus till I'm sick of hearing it. Anybody sick of hearing it? And how people during this past year and four or five months, whatever it's been, how so many people have drifted away from God and drifted away from the church. So that scripture, again, is true. It's being fulfilled before our eyes. But the thing about it is, we don't, so many people don't see it and many people don't realize it. And I thought, well, why is the reason for that? And then I got to read in the Word of God. And if you have it, your Bibles in Matthew 24, I'm going to read there. And then I don't, I'm just going to go where I've read some scripture at. And I lost the paper where I had the scripture wrote down at. But I think I can remember where I read some of them at anyway and go to them. But I'm going to start out in Matthew 24. And I'm going to start reading at verse 1. Let's stand as we honor God in His house and in His Word. And the Bible said in Matthew chapter 24, the Bible said, and Jesus, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily, or truly I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down or torn down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? and the end of the world. And verse 4, listen to what Jesus first told them to watch out for. And verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take, take heed that no man, that what? That no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Our blessed and gracious Heavenly Father this morning, and we've honored your word this morning, Lord, and read it. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit this morning will have right away in this place. Father, we thank you for being here this morning. We know you're in the house because, Lord, we've done felt you. We brought you with us this morning. And, Father, I just pray that those that are here this morning, that you'll open up their ears to hear and eyes to see. Those watching on Facebook, listening on the Internet, wherever your word goes into the ears of 
people this morning. I pray, God, that you will stir their hearts, Lord, open their blinded eyes, open their deaf ears, Lord, and help them to realize this morning, Lord, that time is running out. And help them to realize that there are so many deceivers out there today. And so many are being deceived by the deceivers. Father, I ask this morning that you take the reading of your word, Lord. And as your servant this morning, Lord, take me and use me, Lord, as your mouthpiece to get out your message this morning. Lord, I pray that you and not I be seen this morning. Lord, you and I not, and not I will be heard this morning. Because, God, I know that I am only a little servant and a mouthpiece for you today to get your message out. But I know, God, if I do you and do your will, that I'm going to be blessed. And I pray, God, if whatever comes out of these lips today, God, it'll be your word and every person in this building and out there listening what will receive a blessing here today. And we ask these things this morning in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said amen. Amen. And as I read there, and I gave Melody, and she gave it back to me after she got it, the title of the message, you got it up there, Melody? Are you being, are you being, or have you been deceived? I want you to think about that. Are you being deceived today, or have you already been deceived? You see, that's what's the matter with a lot of people today, Brother Lloyd. They are being deceived. You say, how are they being deceived? Because there is so much teaching going on out there in this world today that people are being deceived, being mixed up. But you know, there's not but one true word, and that's the Word of God. There is not one doctrine but one, and the doctrine is a teaching, and there's not but one doctrine, and that comes right out of the Word of God. I know there's a lot of denomination, and I know there need to be, I guess. But many people are being deceived because they're being told that they're the only denomination, the only congregation that is right and everybody else is wrong. And people are believing it, and therefore they're being deceived. I wrote down what that word deceived meant, and I lost it somewhere between here and home. But it all boils down deceived as being tricked, being lied to, and being deceived. Now, I'm sure that every single one of you in here this morning somewhere down through life, has been deceived because there's a lot of deceivers out there in the world. You say, Brother Ralph, explain to me so I can understand a little bit more. For instance, Brother Eddie, for instance, if you're out and about, there's going to be a deceiver trying to deceive you to change you over to their way of thinking, their way of belief. In other words, if you're around people very much, you're going to run up on these deceivers, which boils down to one thing, and that is these liars. These deceivers out there are trying 
to deceive you and draw you away from your own church and telling you that you're there wrong and we're right. And you know there's people out there today, and I'm going to say this, don't know it for sure, but I believe the truth of it is we all have some of them in our own churches. You say, well, what do you mean? Because we have them in our church today that they think that they're the only ones right and everybody else is wrong. This may be a little different this morning than usual, but God gave it to me and I've got to get it out. And so they have been deceived by the deceiver. They've been deceived by somebody that has already deceived them and blinded their eyes, which is the devil. The Bible says he is a liar and the father of liars. The Bible said he is the greatest deceiver of all time. And I'm going to show you why the Bible says that here just in a little bit. But let's get back here what stopped out at. Chances are there ever in every church the devil has deceived somebody in that congregation. You say, I don't believe that. Well, you believe what you want to believe. And you say, well, how is that? Because there's some in every congregation, I don't care how small it is or how large it is, there's somebody in that church, and a lot of times, many of them in the church, that don't see they're wrong, but they see you're wrong. That's why the Bible said he is accuser of the brother. Have you ever known anybody that way? They think that they are perfect. They think that they have never made a mistake. They think that they have never committed any kind of a sin. But the Bible tells me that we've all sinned and come up short of the glory of God. The Bible says, a man that said, and I'll get to that in a minute, uh, but if you say that you don't have any sin, the Bible says, you're a fool, you're a liar, the truth ain't in you. You say, that ain't in the Bible. I'm going to show you here in a minute and read it to you. And if you've got a King James Version of the Bible like I've got, it's going to be the same thing in your Bible as it is in my Bible. There's people who sit back and find fault uh, with everything that's going on in the church. I talked to Madison back there yesterday down at Walmart, and I asked her, Madison, you can be in church tomorrow? She said, yes. I said, will you sing a song? She said, yes. I said, everybody likes to hear you sing. She looked at me and said, Brother Ralph said, no, not everybody does. I said, not everybody likes to hear me preach either, but I'm going to keep on preaching, hey, man, and you keep on singing. If you've got a mindset that everybody thinks uh, uh, love you and, and, and everybody uh, is your friend, you better stop and think again. Because a deceiver is one is just what they are. They're a deceiver uh, 
Uh, they'll pat you on the back. Uh, they'll tell you how good you are. Uh, and they will lead you on and on and on and on uh, trying to get you uh, to pat them on the back for it. Uh, and every preacher likes to be a pat on the back every now and then. Uh, but let me tell you something. We better be careful uh, when we just start getting pats on the back. Uh, amen. Uh, I've had them pat me on the back uh, and grin their teeth when they go out the door. Uh, why? Because I got on their toes a little bit. Uh, but they didn't fool me. Uh, and they can't fool me. Uh, why? Because uh, I know uh, who lives within my heart. Uh, the Bible says that we all uh, should have a discernment of the Spirit. Uh, and we all should have uh, if we're Christians, uh, don't be fooled by these gainsayers. We're being deceived. Of, and Jesus warned us right here. He said, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. There's preachers. Stay. I'll preach on us preachers as well as anybody else. There are preachers standing in the pulpits uh, that's deceiving the congregation uh, but telling them, uh, not telling them the truth, amen. Uh, and they're deceiving them. Uh, they're telling them it's all right uh, to live any way you want to live. Uh, you just come to my church uh, and put your name on the church book. Uh, I put in your tithes and offerings. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, you are welcome here at this church. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I ain't like these other preachers. Uh, if you come and do that, uh, then I'll take you to heaven with me. Uh, but I want to tell you, friend, uh, the preachers are standing in the pulpit, uh, a preacher for filthy lucre. Uh, they're only doing it to deceive the people. Amen. I said, Brother Dean, when God called me to preach, I said, God, you've got to help me. I said, God, I'll preach what you give me because I know I can't preach. And I have found out over many years that there ain't one thing that I can preach, ain't but one book that I can get a sermon out of, and that's out of this right here. Out of this right here. But people are being deceived. There's a church up I heard up in Indianapolis back when they just opened up the gay rights and all of this. Some people might say, don't, be, don't get on that, don't get on that. God told me to preach the truth. And this preacher, well, I, they say he says he's a preacher. He opened up a big building. When they said to gays, you could get married, you could do this, this. And he invites them all to come in. He says there's nothing wrong with that. Now you tell me when the Bible says it's an abomination, it's a sin, uh, and I can't get up here and tell you it's all right because I love you too much, uh, and if I tell you sin, it's all right to commit sin, and you can go to heaven, uh, I'm deceiving them, uh, and I'm deceiving myself. Amen. And I'm going to answer for that. Us preachers are going to answer more than anybody else for what we preach out of this book this morning. And if we preach anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified and resurrected, the Bible said, let us be a curse. Amen.
I've had people say, oh, you ought to preach on things like that. If us preachers don't preach on it, how is the people going to know it? Because a lot of people never read the Word of God. Uh, and a lot of people have been deceived. Uh, well, you just live, you just pick you out something in this Bible, uh, a little scripture or two, and you just live with that and you'll be all right. My friend, the Bible says when you commit one, uh, you sin, you've committed them all. Amen. You might as well commit them all or to commit one because Jesus said there's no sin going to be in the heaven. So Jesus warned us about these deceivers. Am I doing all right this morning? So over in the book of, give me a minute to get over here. Over in the book of 1 John, let's see what Jesus said about it, what John said about it. 1 John chapter 1, if you're there, say amen. 1 John chapter 1 in verse 8, it talks about sin, it's reality. Sin is a reality. But thanks be unto God, it also talks about the remedy for sin. The remedy for sin. Does anybody get that? The reality of sin and the remedy of sin. The reality there is sin and the remedy is repenting of sin. And John chapter 1 and verse 8, listen what the Bible says. It said, if we say, who's he talking to? He's talking to we, talking to all of us. See, this word just ain't for me and just ain't for Mark or Dean or any of you. It's for all of us. When it says we, that means all. That takes us all in. It said if we say that we have no sin, we, what's that next word? We what? We deceive ourselves. We lie to ourselves. And the truth is what? And the truth is not in us. Now let's put that all together with the power of the Holy Ghost. If we say that we have no sin, uh, John said we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So the reality of this uh, is uh, we have all sinned. We've all had sin. I was born into sin uh, and many are still living in sin uh, when they don't have to. Uh, It's not that we haven't sinned. We all have sinned. The Bible said... uh, But the uh, the good part about it is the reality of it. The remedy for sin uh, is verse 9. But the Bible says uh, if we confess our sins, uh, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins uh, and to cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. Uh, So the Bible said if we say we have no sin... uh, Hey, man, the truth is not in us. Uh, but if we will repent and say that we have sinned, Lord, uh, and repent unto Jesus Christ, uh, he said God is, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins uh, and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Uh, let me tell you something this morning. Uh, just because you're a Christian, uh, don't get high-minded. Uh, hey, man, and think you're perfect. Uh, the Bible says they ain't but one perfect one, uh, and they nailed him to the cross, amen. Uh, so we're none perfect. Uh, we're all subject to fail. Uh, accidentally many times, uh, a little word slip out of our mouth uh, or a bad thought go through our mind uh, or somebody. Uh, now here where really gets nasty at, uh, there's a lot of people in church uh, that don't see their own fault, but if somebody else makes a mistake, uh, they won't fail to let a 
will know it uh, and they will keep pointing a finger and pointing a finger and years down the road uh, they're still on their way to hell because uh, they would, well, wouldn't quit pointing their finger uh, and accusing somebody. Uh, I want to tell you something. Uh, if somebody in the church does wrong uh, and they come to me uh, and say, Brother Ralph, uh, I fail to God. I fail God. Oh, you forgive me. I'd say, well, it's God forgive you. And if they say yes, then I say, I have to forgive you if I go to heaven. Amen. Give God a hand of praise in his house. God, y'all are a good congregation this morning. But there are people and churches across the land Brother Paul, that has been deceived by the devil. They've, the devil has hardened their heart. And they're going through life thinking they are Christians when the Bible points to them that there's no way they can go to heaven if they don't change, don't allow Jesus Christ to change. You say, what are you talking about, Ralph? There's some people that's got so much pride in their heart. Anybody know what pride is? got so much pride and self-righteousness in their heart. They'll even know that God will show them that they're wrong, but they still won't repent of it. The devil has deceived so many people that he's hardened their heart, hardened their mind. They don't see any good in anybody. It's all bad. Now, my Bible tells me in John, I believe it's uh, no, maybe it's Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 and 14 and 15, I believe it's where it's at. Matthew 6, 14 and 15, somewhere along in there. Now, Jesus said these words, and we better listen to what he said. He said, if you will forgive those who trespass against you. You hear that? How many hear that? If you will forgive those who trespass against you, that means done you wrong. They ask forgiveness. If you forgive them, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Pretty good stuff, ain't it? Pretty tight right there. Pretty close. But verse 15, I believe it is, then he said this. But, that word but, ladies, that word but's a great big three-letter word, but it carries a lot of weight behind but, he said, if you do not forgive those who trespass against you, he said, then your heavenly Father will not forgive you. You say, I can't help it. Somebody done something to me and I done, done so bad to me, I just can't forgive them. I'm going to tell you something. If you can't forgive them and if you don't forgive them, uh, you're bound for eternal hell. You say, you judge me? No, the Bible just said that. I just read it to you. And there's a lot of people that lost their joy because uh, they have got so much hate for somebody in them. Uh, they have lost the joy uh, that the Lord put in them once again. Uh, amen. Uh, I want to tell you something. Uh, if you can't forgive one another, uh, as the Bible says to do, uh, and if you can't love one another, as the Bible says to do, uh, I say, well, no, uh, I've had people to do some bad things to me, uh, but I had to forgive them. Uh, they said, well, I don't know how you did uh, because Jesus said I 
I had to uh, if I was going to be forgiven. Uh, I say I don't forget it. Uh, the devil will make sure that you don't forget it because uh, he'll remind you of it every day. Uh, but thanks be unto God. Uh, the Bible said it over Peter uh, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Uh, I'd rather repent, uh, Brother Mark, and I'd rather tell the worst of the worst of sinners, uh, I forgive you, uh, amen, and go to heaven uh, than to carry a grudge uh, and a hateful heart uh, and lose my joy here uh, and then in the end wind up in hell. But there's people that away. John said, yeah. He said, if you say you don't have any sin, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. Verse 9 said, if we confess our sins, I like this part of it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, him who? God a liar. And his word is not in us. His word is not in us. Let me give you another so I can find it. In 1 John chapter 3, turn with me over there. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 7, it says, little children, he's talking to the church. He said, little children, let no man, what? Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteousness, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest or brought to light that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoso is born of God doeth not commit sin. That's willful sin he's talking about. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Don't be deceived. Over in Galatians, that just came to me. Let me get hit before we close. I'm getting there. Over in Galatians chapter chapter. Chapter 6, listen to what Paul said. Chapter 6 and verse 7. He said, be not what? What? Be not deceived. God is not mocked or tricked or fooled. For whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. Be not conceived. There's that word conceived again. Don't be conceived of these gainsayers. You know the one that's most likely to be deceived, Brother Dean, is them that never goes to church or them that does go to church and don't pay no attention to the Word of God, goes in one ear and out the other. Amen? It's those people that's going to be deceived the easiest is to go to church to see what somebody's wearing, how some woman's got her hair fixed, who we're going to go eat at after church. That one you can tell quitting time before they start looking at the clock. I've broken from that habit a long time ago. If they do it now, they hold it way down here and look at it. They don't hold it up before I can see them. But he said, Be not deceived, God is not more. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he that, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. 
But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We just studied that in Bible study about three weeks ago. And let us not be, I like this, let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of God. Why can't we love one another as Jesus loved us? Why can't we forgive one another when they ask for forgiveness as Jesus forgave you and me? What if Jesus had been like other people that said, no, I ain't forgiving them. I ain't forgiving them. They've done this to me. they said this about me. they said this about me. I'm not going to forgive them. I don't care what they say or what they say. I'm not going to forgive them. Let me ask you a question, friends. This is for you out there watching. What if God had said that to you when his son went to the cross? What if he had said, no, he cannot, he's not going to that cross for you because I'm not going to forgive you because you have denied him. I'm not going to forgive you. What if Jesus had told you, brother, they know I'm not going to forgive you. You'd be bound for hell, wouldn't you? And so would I. But thank God for his grace this morning. Thank God for his grace that he bestowed upon every one of us. He's no respecter of person, red, yellow, black, or white. They're all precious in God's sight. Amen. We're all God's creation. We all belong to Him. You say, I don't belong to Him. Yes, you do. You may not claim Him, but He paid the price for you, old sinner, just as much as He did this old boy. He said, we don't own ourselves, Brother Paul. He said, you've been bought with a price, and that price cost my son his life, that you might have life. Stand with us this morning. I'm going to ask them to come and give an invitation here this morning before we do this, baby, dedicate these babies. If you're here this morning, and if you're carrying a grudge against anybody, today would be a good day to come and leave it with the Lord. He said, bring it all to me. Bring it all to me and leave it right here. If you're not saved and you'd like to be, you say, well, I don't know how to get saved. You make that first step and the Holy Spirit will take over. We'll help you. We'll lead you through it. We can't save you, but we'll help you get up to Calvary. You may be here this morning in backslidden condition. You may be here this morning. You may have lost your joy in the Lord. You don't have the joy that you once had, that you felt yourself in this late year. And four or five months, you felt yourself dropping away and dropping away and drifting away from God. You don't have that joy that you once had. You see, the Bible says there's joy in the Lord. How many believe that this morning? I know there is. I pray this morning, Brother Daniel, God, give me some peace today. Put peace in my heart. Put love in my heart. Because without peace and love, there's no way you can have the joy of the Lord. And he died it because I'm bubbling over. If you're not bubbling over because you know Jesus Christ, this morning, everybody bow their head, nobody looking around, just make your way up here at this altar, and, I, and then we will get, this is more important than anything else right now is your soul to me. All right.